Hello and welcome to our Over the Farmgate podcast brought to you by Farmers Guardian and the CLA. I'm your host for this week, Farmers Guardian's news and business reporter Hannah Binns and I'll be exploring the topic farm safety. Don't forget we'll bring a new episode of the podcast every Tuesday. Subscribe through all your favourite platforms, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or Acast to ensure you stay up to date with new episodes. Farm safety is an important industry issue, with this week's podcast coinciding with Farm Safety Week an annual campaign encouraging the farming community to recognise the real dangers of working in industry. I recently reported on farmer and auction director Trevor Wilson's near-death incident, falling nine feet from a barn roof one afternoon in May, changing his life forever. Stories like Mr Wilson's remind the farming community they are not invincible and act as a wake-up call about the dangerous and potential fatal consequences passive attitudes to risk can have. While this year's Health and Safety Executive Report will likely show a record year with fatal injuries in the industry at a near 40-year low, agriculture remains the deadliest industry accounting for 20% of all workplace fatalities, with one death far too many. Working hard to change farmers' mindset towards health and safety is Stephanie Berkeley, Farm Safety Foundation's manager. I caught up with her to find out how COVID-19 has brought child-on-farm safety into sharp focus, as well as get a lowdown on this year's campaign and competition. The Allflex Sense Hub cattle monitoring system helps you maintain a healthier herd and increase the number of calves born. Putting you in control with live heat detection and early health alerts sent direct to your phone 24-7. Simple to set up and operate, Sense Hub takes the guesswork out of beef and dairy herd management and saves you time. For further information, visit shop.allflex.co.uk or simply search for Sense Hub UK. Stephanie, thank you for agreeing to talk to me today. I just wondered if you give me a bit of an overview about where industry currently is in terms of farm safety. Okay, unfortunately, I do still have to report that farming still has the poorest safety record of any occupation in the UK. The HSE, Fatal Injuries in Agriculture, Forestry and Fishing report this year outlined that 20 farm workers lost their lives last year at work. Now, this is a decrease of 37% in the previous year, where we lost 32 farm workers, but still it's 20 farm workers too many, especially from an industry that accounts for 1% of the working population, but 20% of all workplace fatalities. Oh gosh, that's such a shocking statistic about industry. Could you perhaps tell me about the Farm Safety Foundation and your role within that? Yeah, um, the Farm Safety Foundation is an independent charity that was set up six years ago by NFU Mutual to tackle the risk-taking behaviours in the next generation of farmers and start to drive good behaviours into the industry, raise awareness of farm safety and the importance of it in everyday decisions that the next generation of farmers will do. So in your five years, you will have heard about numerous farm incidences. And I just wondered which ones really resonated or stuck to you. Yeah, I mean, actually, one is that was really specifically poignant was the case of Stuart Nelson, three-year-old boy from Scotland. I met his father, Richard, at the Royal Highland Show, probably second year of me uh, managing the, the charity. Had a really long conversation with him. He was so distraught. Unfortunately, he had been driving or reversing one farm vehicle and... Stuart, having been so in love with farming and the sounds and everything and the action that was happening in the farm, got very excited, managed to leave his safely enclosed area and unfortunately 
ran into the reversing vehicle and lost his life. Now, this was something that was absolutely horrific for the family. However, they so bravely, two years ago, approached us and said, can we use our experience to hopefully encourage other farmers to understand the risks and the implications of allowing children to be in a busy farm area? So I've become very good friends with the family but it's one of those things that's never going to leave your mind. The The first conversation I ever had with Richard, we stood and we actually just stood and cried for an hour and a half, I think, you know, and I, I said to him, you're probably never going to be at the stage where you're ever able to talk about this. But he and his wife bravely agreed to do it a couple of years later. And so, I mean, that's one. Another one is actually one that a lot of your readers will be aware of, and that would be Jim Chapman who was a young farmer who did lose his arm in a horrific PTO accident when he was 23. Another person who we've made friends with, and this is the thing from, from what we do, because we, because we really do care, we become friends with people like this. So, and actually Jim is one of our trustees now because A, he was so heavily involved in Young Farmers Club. He's a farmer himself. You know, now he's a little bit older than the Young Farmers Club, but he still understands how that works. He knows the attitude and the approach that to take and also somebody that has actually had a really bad life changing accident. He's the type of person that has got so much integrity and believability, credibility and likability that people do listen to him. So, I mean, that's one that, you know, you, you just everybody that meets him remembers him. They do. And then there was another guy called Jack Fisher who lost his father um, as a result of um, Heston Bales falling. And we've made, basically, he's another good friend himself and his, and his mother, Mel. They're fantastic, warm people who so selflessly and generously shared their story with us to let people understand what happened, the consequences of somebody having a life-changing or life-ending accident. And this is what people do identify with. It's what people remember. And, you know, there, I, I, could, I could go on all afternoon, actually, about the people that we've met, you know, as a result of that, Victoria Scott, you know, just lovely, lovely people, but all looking to do that one thing to make that change, to hopefully save a life or a limb as a result of them telling their story. This year, the theme is it's time to take safety seriously. I just wondered how that differs from previous years. Gosh, I mean, I've been, this is now my, I think, fifth or sixth Farm Safety Week for the Foundation. And we've done things like it's your health, your safety, your choice. Don't learn safety by accident. But actually, this year is a very, very different year, as you very well know for all of us. It's been a very strange and surreal year, and we're only halfway through it. So actually coming in and seeing the fact that there are green shoots of change in the industry, that improvements in behaviours have been made. It's important for us to continue to drive those figures. We know that younger farmers are taking safety seriously now. For example, you know, over the last five years, the fatal in injury rate in younger farmers is six times lower. So you're six times likely, less likely to die at work if you're a younger farmer than you are if you're over 65 years of age. So there are new behaviours coming into the industry, but we all need to realise that no matter how long we've been doing 
the job and how often we do it, those risks are still there and we still need to be aware of them. And we start to need to start making good decisions and become more resilient as an industry. It's really interesting to note that young farmers are taking it much more seriously. What are the aims of the campaign this year? Well, this year, what we're wanting to do is obviously the main aim is to speak to farmers and to let them know that, you know what, the industry is has been recognised as being a key worker, which is fantastic. Finally, people are starting to have more respect for farmers, what we do, how they put food in our plates every day. However, it's still an industry where they look after their livestock, they look after their machinery, they look after their land, and they sort of put themselves forth, you know, in that list. And they should actually be first because there would be nothing without them. So what we wanted to do is to remind them that the coronavirus situation has put us all in a very strange position this year. It meant that we've had to become more resilient. Farmers are better in terms of rural isolation than other aspects and other areas of the uh, of communities and you know the general public however there are lots of things that are there being affected by like the cancellation of show season the lack of the livestock marts all of those areas and those circles of community that are available to farmers to help them and support them they're not there anymore so how do we deal with that how are they dealing with that and what is available to anybody that is actually struggling or will find themselves struggling in the next couple of months and what's the theme this year? I'm aware that you're looking at child safety on farms. Uh, could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, over the last month, there have been three children losing their lives on British and Irish farms. That's in the last month alone. I mean, any child accident or any ad- a fatal accident involving a child is, is tragic. It somehow is a lot more poignant because this is a place where they live and they should feel safe. And obviously, given the coronavirus situation and lockdown having happened, a lot of children have been spending a lot more time on farms. So what we're trying to do is remind parents of just maybe some simple strategies that they may be able to look at and plans they might make to keep children safe on the farm to remind them that, you know, farming is not child's play, that, you know, children shouldn't be in the tractor of or in the cab of a tractor whether or not it's, you know, they're driving or as a passenger, you know, it shouldn't be the case. And also the fact is that unfortunately these accidents can and they do continue to happen. Farming is the only industry where children continually lose their life in the workplace. It's tragic and it's horrible. I mean, I'm from Donegal and I live about seven miles from the scene of an accident involving an 11-year-old last month. And I know the devastation that that can have on a community. And I think we all we all know that some of our friends have lost members of their family in this way. And it's just something that we should always be aware of. And I know we're all busy, but it's just something that we should really take and plan properly and try our very, very best to start to stop this happening to any other family. And what other themes are you looking at during this week? Okay, so we've mentioned uh, COVID in the countryside, which will happen on Tuesday. Wednesday, as I said, will be about child safety. Thursday, we're looking at, because there are good things happening in the industry and because we know farmers are, are being better skilled and they're looking at technology and how they can actually advance their safety using apps, we did a call out to our 26,000 followers on social media to nominate 
their safety apps that they just really can't farm without. So we have some information about the, the top five and then some additional new kids on the block. And online, we're doing a little bit of a tutorial, video tutorial during the day about how to use these apps because people might be aware of them, but maybe don't know, you know, what they can do, whether they cost or not. And, you know, what it could possibly do to them and their farming business because farming is a business and we need to all remember that. We're not in it just for the sake of it. We're in it to make money and to do well and, you know, do the very best that we can. Also, we're going to have the results of the Tidy Farm Awards in Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales. And that's been really, really interesting because for the last couple of years when we've judged the Tidy Farm Awards, we've actually gone out and visited the farms. Obviously, this year's situation has, has presented a whole challenge to us. So we've done some virtual judging, but it's absolutely so encouraging to see so many positive moves that are being made, Some so many innovative uses of technology as well in keeping farms safe. And then on Friday, we're, we have a big focus on road safety. And although it doesn't fall within the HSE fatal injuries figures, road safety and tractors on, on our rural roads is a big issue. And especially when it comes to things like cyclists. And we know that 48 road cyclists were killed on rural roads last year. And it's important that farmers understand what cyclists do, what their behaviours are, as well as cyclists understanding farmers. So mm -hmm. it is a really care to share type message. So we're working with people like British Cycling. They're going to share the messages from a farmer's perspective. This is why they do what they do. These are the times of years to be aware of them. And then also we're going to share with for farmers why cyclists ride side by side because they're encouraged to do so, you know, and because it's important. And what sort of space do you give them when you're overtaking them? All that kind of stuff and the hand signals that they might use, you know, if you see a group of cyclists in the same jersey it means they're probably from a cycle club which means their knowledge of rural roads is probably a lot better than somebody that maybe isn't so things like that are areas that we're looking to comment on and also texting and tiktok very very mm -hmm. contemporary issue and an issue that a lot of people have been very vocal on social media about that's a really interesting one because whilst we talk about uh, young farmers having a great attitude they're doing some stupid stuff and they're posting it online you know and it's only it's only a matter of time before something tragic happens as a result of it so really to be honest we're kind of telling them to grow up and you know take safety seriously and don't be doing all this good work in the background and then throw it away for like a couple of likes on social media yeah definitely it's worrying to see so many young farmers using their phones whilst driving but talking of social media, I see this fantastic helmet that you've all designed. Could you perhaps tell me a bit more about the Farm Safety Hero competition? Yes, this is something that's kind of hot off the presses, actually. Um, we've been working with Honda and TV presenter Gareth Wynne-Jones and England and Leicester Tigers rugby legend Tom Youngs. And they have actually designed a quad bike helmet each for us to give away to a farm safety hero. So what we're doing is we're asking people to either nominate themselves, why not? Nominate yourself if you're doing something in your area that would warrant you being an unsung farm safety hero. It might be something, but it's actually, these are the behaviors that are driving, you know, the good messages and that safety element into the industry. So if you know somebody that's doing something really well, that's maybe going out and giving talks or just has done something and innovated in their own farm, 
nominate them because we're going to get them all together and we're going to have a look at you know the the best of the, the nominations through Facebook, Instagram and Twitter through at Yellow Wellies and directly message us and tell us and let no more than 100 words why you think this person deserves it. And they will be a winner of a one off exclusive helmet that has been designed by either Gareth or Tom. And they really do look good. I have to be honest with you, I'd love one, but I don't qualify, unfortunately. So, yeah, we're going to announce that as well on the last day of Farm Safety Week. So. Whilst we understand that it is an industry that still we've still issues, you know, it's encouraging to see that there are good things happening. There's still an awful lot of work to be done. And that's why as the Farm Safety Foundation or Yellow Wellies, whatever anybody wants to call us, we're happy enough to answer to anything. We're working with the farm safety partnerships in England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. So there are five countries that have sort of signed up to support us on this. So it's the health and safety executive that are working with us, the health and safety executive in Northern Ireland, the key farming unions. You know, a lot of people just want to share this message, even if it's for one day and one week in the year. We do this every day, but this is the one week where we all join together because it's our industry and we need to drive that change. And how can farmers get involved with Farm Safety Week this year? You can get involved by either following us on social media, whatever your preferred platform, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. And that's at Yellow Wellies UK. All the tweets that we'll have, all the posts that we'll do, we'll link through to our website, which is yellowwellies.org, where there will be articles about all the things we've discussed. We're also releasing a teaser on Friday for our brand new hero film, which will go live on Monday at 11 o'clock on all our social media channels. This is something that is a little bit different for us. So it would be great if you liked it and shared it with your own network. We'd want to get as many people as possible involved and seeing the messages. It's about the farmers at the end of the day. It's not about anybody else. It's getting the messages to farmers in a way that is real and that's relatable and that they'll actually make them sit up and think twice about any risks that they might be deciding to take. Thanks, Stephanie. To find out more about the Farm Safety Week campaign, visit the Farm Safety Foundation website or follow their social media accounts at Yellow Wellies UK. CLA members own or manage around half of the rural land in England and Wales and run more than 250 types of businesses. The in-house professional advisory team offers members independent and impartial advice on every aspect of land ownership and during this COVID crisis, the CLA has never been more important to landowners of any size. To find out more, go to www.cla.org.uk. Now to tell us more about the human impact of a farm incident is Jane Gurney, who set up Tilly Pass in the wake of losing her son Harry in a trailer towing incident in 2014. Jane, can you tell me more about why Tilly Pass was established and how it works? Yes, the Tilly Pass was set up on the back of Harry, who's my 19-year-old son who was tragically killed in a traction trailer incident a number of years ago. And during the court case, we decided that the incident that killed him, the combination of poor maintenance was inexcusable and we would do something about it. Being farmers ourselves, we felt we were in the perfect position to work with the agricultural trailer manufacturers and a number of dealerships we set up a pilot scheme and we decided to call it Tilly and Tilly was Harry's beagle 
So we call it Tilly Pass. So therefore, we've got the dog on the logo and she represents us and goes out on farm safety talks we do with the young farmers. And she's she, she's a great asset. So she's our mascot, Tilly. And how does the Tilly Pass work? So the Tilly Pass involves one of our authorised technicians who are all fully qualified land-based engineers. They come out onto your farm in most cases and they will inspect your trailer. Most importantly, they will strip down the trailer. They'll take the wheels off. We believe very strongly that brakes have to be seen to be believed. So they will re-grease, replace the brake linings, look at the springs, any scoring on the brake drums and so forth. What we do is we service something looking forward 12 months. So if someone's going to use the trailer for a lot of heavy wear and those brake linings are not going to be meeting that criteria for 12 months or the towing night, then these items are replaced Everything's measured and looked at. And um, once you've passed the inspection, any repairs that have been carried out are carried out. Then you receive the Tilly Pass, which is in the form of a sticker that changes colour every year, which goes on the back of your tailgate, showing very clearly to the, to the police and anyone else of an interested body that you have passed this, if you pass this inspection. And you also receive a paper copy of the certificate with the past details on and that's registered with a unique number and then we load that onto our database so we we can record and back back up the farmer that he has had an inspection to to our standard and how has it evolved since it first started am i right in thinking there's now the head to toe app that there is there's a number of different ways it's evolved we started to put the tilly pass at point of pre-delivery inspection at the dealership. So a dealer that is selling a trailer that is also an authorised Tilly Centre sends them out. So we're starting the working life with the trailer, switching on to the fact this is the standard you should be keeping your trailer at. We would like to look at it again in 12 months time. And with that in mind, if you've had a Tilly inspection, then you need to be able to check your trailer every day and access any help or care instructions. So we set up the Head to Toe app, which was launched at Lama this January. And it involves a number of the top manufacturers in the United Kingdom. And they have loaded on there their own daily checks, their training videos, visual checks you should do each day, what you should look for, along with their manuals. So if you've lost a manual or you're operating a trailer and you've not been given the opportunity to view the manual, you can do so. You can contact the trailer manufacturer directly through the app by email or telephone. And you can also contact any of our outlets and you can ask a question. So the idea is, if you're in any doubt, stop and ask for help. Load it on your phone or you can view it on your tabletop and you can print it off or you can um, you, you just click and view as you're travelling. That's a really handy resource to have at your fingertips. In a year, how many trailers would be telepassed, do you know? Well, we started the pilot scheme, which ran for six months, 2018 to the end of 2018. And this year, we have obviously picked up the trailers that went out brand new with a certificate on last mm -hmm. year. So we've done um, about 6,194 to today and just short of 2,000 brand new trailers have gone out with a Tilly on. So altogether, 8,000 trailers are carrying a Tilly. That's an up-to-date 2019 to 2020 Tilly. And who else has got involved with the campaign? So we've had um, a lot of input, the NFU. We're part of the Farm Safety Partnership there. So that gives us a really good insight and connects with people and showgrounds and so forth. But the NFU Mutual have been um, 
I've been talking to the Tilly about how they can further things and to make it a simple transition for their customers to be able to access good quality maintenance. So we've been working very closely with them to push the message that you need to get a Tilly on your trailer. You, you need to engage with these companies and to ask for the help that's out there. Out of interest, how much does a trailer test cost? So we hold a minimum a minimum cost. It takes never less than two hours to Tilly your trailer. The certification itself is £20, which is your registration, the backing up of your trailer, your your Tilly certificates and so forth. But the inspections usually cost about 160 to 180 pounds minimum. If you've got work needs doing on the trailer, obviously that that's a cost on top of. But mm. that's the price that usually the trailers are coming in at. And I guess the importance isn't really the cost. It's more about making sure that the trailers are safe for people to use. Yes, in reality, you should be keeping your trailer up this standard anyway. And because this hasn't been happening in a number of cases, I think that the cost of repairing and replacing items is obviously showing in the first couple of years. But it's never been about how cheaply and how quickly you can do something. And that that isn't what, what we're doing. We're looking to do things properly, safely and only using qualified engineers to do this. And how has COVID-19 affected your approach? Are you still able to get on farms and carry out these inspections? Yeah, our authorised technicians have not had a problem they continue to work because it's quite an isolated job but it has affected the message because we can't visit any shows and we've not been able to do any on-site farm training Uh, last year we did quite a lot of work with the NFU and we visited quite a few workshops they did throughout the country giving the message about trailer safety along with some of the manufacturers we haven't been able to do that which has been a shame but we will have to rethink it for next year And why is it important for trailers to be legal? A trailer is an intricate machine in most cases. They're carrying quite a lot of heavy weight. They're connected and coupled to the tractor. It's really important that we keep our combinations together and that they are road safe. In a number of cases, they will be overloaded. In another number of cases, they'll be going too fast. Mm. If a trailer becomes disconnected, in any way it's going to continue to travel on its journey the amount of pavement it'll run run someone down hit an oncoming car so it's really essential that people take trailer maintenance safety really really important during the year that my son was killed there were three other young farmers killed and this is the reality that there are dozens of people being killed by trailer incidents a year so it is of the utmost importance And where do you see Tilly's Pass going in the future? I think that the numbers will grow. We've got an amazing variety of dealerships and independent mechanics throughout the country. We're doing a lot of work with Road Safety Scotland in the coming year. And we hope to also with with England and Wales. And I, I see it spreading. I think people are starting to understand. It gives them peace of mind if they've had a thorough examination of their trailer and their understanding they have a problem it can be highlighted to them i think 95 percent of the people who received a new trailer with a certificate on have re re-examined it this year so we're really chuffed with that we think it'll grow and grow and, and we're, we're hoping that people will engage with it and where does tilly pass cover does it cover all of the uk yes we've got a number of dealerships and independent technicians throughout the whole of the united kingdom but particularly scotland england and wales are covered so you can just contact them and you just check, click, click on our website, which is tillypass.co.uk 
and you can see the map and contact directly or, or contact us. And what kind of trailers can be tilly-passed? Mostly they are an agriculture trailer 10 tonne and over, but we also tilly anything that is typically found on a farm. And it's really important to understand that equipment such as cattle trailers, flatbeds, that are working on a farm need to also comply with the Pure 98 regulations. So they have to be in good repair. They have to be in efficient working order. And so you can have any size trailer or brake tight until he tested. How can farmers get involved and find out about the checks? So you can access the checks from a tabletop. You can print them off at that point. So if you visit tillypass.co.uk or you can load the app onto your smartphone by, by also accessing Tilly Pass and that allows you to click and load. The app is free and there's no payment for it and you don't have had to have had a Tilly Pass to use the app. The app can be used by anyone. And what advice would you give someone going to work on a farm and tow a trailer? If you're going to work on a farm and you're going to be towing a trailer, say let's say for the harvest, you're heading towards a trailer and you can clearly see on the back of the trailer it has an up-to-date Tilly certificate, then you know with confidence that a qualified mechanic has stripped that trailer and looked at the brakes. Then what you have to do is engage with your daily checks and be thorough with those. Use the Head to Toe app. Make sure, if you can, that you're accessing the manual. You understand how the machine works and that you do your checks, record your checks, and you are thorough. But one of the most important things is to remember to check the spare trailer as well, because the spare trailer is always the trailer that's needed in a hurry when you have a puncture or a breakdown and it's about mm -hmm. to rain. And the other thing that I would say is if you change combinations at lunchtime, do not rely on the person who checked it in the morning. You must recheck that trailer. And unfortunately, in Harry's case, the person who checked the trailer in the morning had towed it with a much, much bigger tractor, which was obviously breaking for the trailer, and he lost his life because he was unaware that the trailer that he was pulling had no brakes and his tractor couldn't stop it. Thanks, Jane. It is clear green shoots of optimism are being seen in industry, with young farmers becoming more engaged with the health and safety agenda and initiatives like Tillypass using their tragedy to interact with businesses to raise awareness and prevent further incidents. But attitudes and mindsets must continue to change if we are to tackle farming's poor safety record and reduce the number of families left to pick up the pieces after incidents, both professionally and emotionally. As Mr Wilson said, give yourself a bit of thought as an incident can change your life in the blink of an eye. Look at what happened to me. You're still ploughing on, and so are we. Get Farmer's Guardian delivered directly to your door every week, and access the latest news from the world of agriculture 24-7 through fginsight.com. Simply subscribe to Farmer's Guardian. Check out our latest deals at fginsight.com slash subscriptions today. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform to keep notified of new episodes of Over the Farm Gate. We'll be back next Tuesday. From us at Farmers Guardian and the CLA, thank you for listening. We hope you stay safe and well. Bye for now.